Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not doing all that. What's up? It's your boy, Dad Ninja Dev. I'm filling in again for Elaine as she's off saving the world one railroad at a time. I, of course, am joined by the man, the myth, the legend, the eater of hype himself, Mr. Donnie Reese. How are you today? What's up, Dev? Good mood, man. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad to hear that because we got a lot to talk about and I appreciate when everyone's in a good mood. Mm -hmm. I'm also joined by Mr. Florida Man himself. Mr. Make him say, uh, nah, Delvin nah. can't tell you, bro. I'm doing good. Why you didn't finish? You're supposed to do the whole DX thing. We got two words for you. Suck it. You're supposed to do the whole thing, get into the whole, Some, ladies and gentlemen, children, children of boys all and girls, ages. Children of all ages. You got to tease him. You got to tease him. Maybe next time. You never know. You never know. This one I may thing go I'm there, I may not. DX proudly present to you. Jesus. The tag team champions of the champions world. Champions of the world. <laughs> We'll see. Maybe one day. We also have a guest. You may know him from Board with Video Games and Dollar Cinema. Mr. Psycho Cross, Kyle. And how do you pronounce your last name? Because I feel like I always say it wrong. I want to say Hyman, but then that's because I'm a child. But, but that's right. How, it's right? Okay, Hyman. All yeah. right, cool. All right, all right. Mr. Kyle Hyman. I, I do appreciate that, like, last week was the B team by not having anyone here. So now we're on, like, the <laughs> C team. We're like, well, we'll get Kyle in here, I guess, you know. <laughs> No one was not an option, so we'll, we'll bring in the C team with Kyle. That sounds good. Kyle, you are the A team in my heart. You have the best comebacks and clapbacks in Discord <laughs> ever, so you oh, have Kyle a very, Burn very special haste. Kyle Burn is ferocious. We all know that I'm the C team here. It's, it's clearly, <laughs> it's clearly you're not me. Even, you're not even the C team, Delvin. No, like, not even close. D team. Even I mean, if we're keeping it on brand, he's definitely the D team. Yes. Well, the, the I mean, D's team. Three of us are. <laughs> 3D, baby. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, you, Glad you guys are in this for week. a roller coaster ride. <laughs> yeah, you know, nothing happened. We're just going to, you know, shoot the shit for a while and hang out. Maybe get Delvin to go off on a rant. Who knows? Nothing happened this week. Just a regular, normal week in video games. Nothing yeah, big. Typical. Yeah. Typical. Typical. But um, as always, we start the segments with what you plan. And since we have a guest, I'm going to let him still go first. What have you been playing, Kyle? Well, I feel like the, kind of the broken record of what most people are playing these days. Uh, playing Uncharted 4 again in the Legacy of Thieves collection. Uh, Uncharted for me is always kind of like sliding back into that just really comfortable blanket and just cuddling up next to a fire and just being like, oh, yeah, I feel like I'm home again. And, you know, Uncharted 4, it has its issues. Yeah, maybe there's too much climbing. Maybe there's too much sliding on your butt. I get it's not it. too there's much climbing. But there's there's not too much climbing. climbing. It's correct. There's, there's no too much. So there's much fucking climbing. Not too much climbing. <laughs> but either way, I th one of the things I really appreciate about Uncharted Four is it deals with stuff that you just don't see in video games. You don't really see yeah. conversations about between like a husband and a wife, and about the honesty level in the relationship, and like how those things are going, and the impacts that has on their marriage. Like those are things you just don't see. But it doesn't matter, Kyle, because they're white. Well, yeah. I mean, wow. I, yeah. I will say that Nathan Drake as a protagonist <laughs> might have been a slightly original in like 2007, but he probably is a little less original today. Um, and I, I blame that mostly on Marvel just because the plucky like guy, like snide, like quick comment, like person like that is very much all of a lot of Marvel characters in, you know, Disney Marvel movies. Good so I, I, I can understand where some people would find that a little old at this point. Uh, but I still have a soft spot uh, for Mr. Nathan Drake. So he's a terrible husband, by the way. 
Oh, I'm not saying he's a good husband. I'm not saying he's a good husband. So, but yeah, I just really love those characters. Uh, I think it's they're stellar characters, and I, you know, will defend Elena. I I, I understand the appreciation for Chloe, but you know, I'm all about. Mm-hmm. I'm always Team Elena. Chloe's as far as that goes. Yeah, I don't know Chloe's, what he was yeah, thinking. Buddy. Chloe's the real yeah, deal, right? Right. <laughs> Sorry, Kyle. <laughs> Give me Chloe. Well, I do. I do appreciate the Team Chloe over here. No, it's okay. Yeah. I, I appreciate it in Uncharted Four and that part where he's like up in his attic and he's like looking through all this stuff. He's like, "Oh, Chloe, maybe in a different life." <laughs> like, yeah, Uncharted Five. <laughs> yeah, he's like, right, yeah, it's about yeah, to go right. to a whole new place, guys. <laughs> oh, oh so, Chloe, I might have fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so you know, play some Uncharted Four. Uh, we'll probably end up playing uh, Lost Legacy again too if I have time before uh, Horizon comes out. So we'll see there. Uh, I'm also playing my first Pokemon game ever uh, in Pokemon Legends Arceus, which I understand is very different than your typical Pokemon game. Uh, but I have just never really had an affinity for the series, and this one seemed unique enough interesting enough to pull me in um i'm having a good time with it i don't know that i'm blown away by it uh i probably play it for 30 minutes before bed every night and that for me is plenty uh i I do think and i had this conversation with josh on our podcast like i understand the some people think that the concerns about production and graphics are overblown but you also have what is one of the largest ip in the world like triple a like this is supposed and it just like that's what we get. Reach. I don't think it's horrible. I think it's totally fine. But I just think you know if <laughs> if think about all the crap got Xbox got for the way Halo looked. But mm-hmm. then you know Arceus people are like, oh, it's really good looking. It's like, well, is it? I mean, it's fine for what it is. It's style, Kyle. You don't appreciate look, style, look, right? I know. I know. Anybody says it's fine. Let's just call it what it is. It means it sucks. Okay? <laughs> I mean, Minecraft is better. A lot better. I, yeah, I just think the inside of the build, like insides of buildings and stuff, are just really sterile. Like it's just a really sterile game. But like I said, going out, finding my Pokemon, catching them, doing the battles, like that stuff, I'm having a good time with. Like it's not detracting from my overall enjoyment of the game. I just kind of expected maybe something that was a little more spectacular in the visuals and things like that. But uh, the fact that there isn't voice voice acting i'm actually okay with uh because i skip most of the dialogue so i just don't really care so far about the story at all so i'm cool that i'm not skipping voice acting that's fine uh and then the last game i'm playing is a game that's on pc game pass i want to talk about i want to talk about pokemon oh okay let's talk about pokemon Uh, god damn it i I wanted elaine to be here because she gave her thoughts about pokemon legends over on the nintendo shack and if you haven't listened to the show you should and uh she's already beaten it so she's having a great time playing with the kids and everything. Uh, I have not played it. So what I'm about to say is by no means a review. And to be honest with you, it would be an uneducated, even impressions. But I will tell you this, that I sat down with Jack for about 10 minutes and he gave me the lay of the land because I'm not planning on playing this anytime soon. And after sitting down with Jack for 10 minutes and him showing me what it is, I don't know if I'm even planning on playing it. Um, I, I don't know how much more like affinity I have for 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 games like that i feel like since i started psvg every year that's passed like i have less and less enthusiasm for those like the older i get the less enthusiasm i have for mainly like turn-based games um but especially in the pokemon arena like he's like i throw my pokemon out at this pokemon that i you know that he snuck up on and he's like can you just press the attack and 
like meanwhile he's just standing there and he's like walking around like well can you do something like drop kick it throw rocks at it or something like he's like <laughs> he's like drop kick baby he's like no you just watch it i'm like that's it and it just gives me so much i just want i don't know like i i'm at this point you know i i often always used to use like the metaphor or the analogy i don't know the example but i think at some point a lot of folks age out of Nintendo and I've been in that mode. I feel like for like a year or more, like, like 18 Join months, me, maybe, Danny. where Come I'm on, just like, it's a great place. I just don't know. And it's like, it's, I'm not writing all of it off. Cause sometimes like, I still think I really enjoy Mario and Zelda games, but it's like just the majority of stuff. It's like, it's just not doing it for me. You know, when I watch like that turn-based battle, I'm just like, man, Xenoblade has action turn-based combat where you like where your positioning in the battle matters and you can get buffs and you can pull off multiple things like it's like i just want more and i want to do more i want to like let me do stuff uh, you know I, i've always been more of an action-oriented gamer you know so like and i think that's been my issue with rpgs forever is like the whole just pick a command and watch it i'm just like this is boring i'm just bored and then watching jack explain to me how the open world works where he's basically just like every stealth game tutorial it's like you gotta sneak up on them and like you crouch down and like you slowly walk towards where you're trying to get to i'm just like i don't have time to do this for 20 hours guys like I, <laughs> and i hate to say it it's like i've got real games to play like like oh. you know it's just like i can't <laughs> yes who's doing yes. this Let the <laughs> and uh and i you. i told all that to jack and he wasn't having none of it. He's super pissed <laughs> and he's just like you just don't appreciate this you just don't get it and I'm, I'm now starting to actually adopt the platform that he might be right. Maybe it's just it just I've I've went over a threshold at some point, and I just don't know if it's for me anymore. I I I would I want to sit here and say, like I'll give it a try when the when everything dies down. I don't know that I will. To be 100 percent honest with you, I don't know that I will because, like I said, I watched him play for 10 minutes and he was like, and that's it. He's like, can you just do that over and over and over again? He's like, you get the mission, you go out, you find it, you do the, you throw the thing, you have a battle, and you just go back and get another one. I was like, that's it? He's like, yeah, that's it. I was like, I'm good. <laughs> I can live without that. What are you, Delvin? Um, I played for almost an hour. I like it so far. I think it's stylistically very different from the previous games. In terms of how it looks and how it plays a little bit, I will say this: I agree with one hundred percent what you said in terms of the Nintendo thing. How you get to that point in life where you kind of feel like you age out of it. I hope I don't feel that way with Kirby because I, I love Kirby. I, I still I, think I still love platformer, so I'm I'm optimistic about that one. I, I feel like there's enough at least, action in Kirby that you'll be fine. I hope I, so. I feel like with, in terms of me, I always looked at Nintendo consoles as like my side piece. And what I mean by that is like. I know I have it there, so when I want to get that nostalgia feel for a game, I can always go to that. Because when I when I when I play on PlayStation, I go play on Xbox. I get the big <laughs> blockbuster games like Uncharted, like Halo. Why y'all laughing at the side piece comment? comment? <laughs> it's just an interesting analogy. Just, look, look here. Yes, I'm single now. Only so you have, would go with that. I, I, I'm single now, so I can have a side piece. Damn it. You can have a main piece. You I was like, that doesn't count as a side anymore. Let, let, let's face if it. If you're single, it's not a side piece. No. Well, that's debatable. You let's just face have two it. pieces. <laughs> let's face it. I'm not getting any main piece anytime. 
Oh, boy. I want to be clear. My issues aren't so much with the graphics, although graphics I, I, do, I agree with Kyle. I always have. I've been saying about this Pokemon for years. They make one of the best-selling video games ever. I guarantee you that Pokemon will be at the top of the MPD next month. It's going to outsell Horizon, and it's going to outsell Dying Light. It's going to outsell everything. Without question. And it's like, yeah. I think it's okay to... And here's, I think the thing, the issue that you'll run into with like really dedicated Nintendo fans is it's okay to really like love something even and still want more from it. That's okay. It's okay to admit that. Yeah. It doesn't make yeah. what it is any less appealing. It's just, you know, like when you compare it to other things, you're like, man, it'd be great if it was like, I told Jack, here's what I told Jack. I was like, why don't you go play Tales of Arise or like Code Vein? Like go get on Xbox, pull down one of these damn anime games and see what it could be. And it's like, <laughs> Nobody wants that. Like I, Tales of Arise just made me. I remember the first time I ever saw that trailer, and I was just like, "Why isn't this Fire Emblem? Why doesn't Fire Emblem blow me away with these cutscenes and these action scenes? And like, why? There's no reason. Fire Emblem's way more popular series than that. You know, I don't. So, yep. That's just one of those things they don't want to do. Long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, and I. That's the thing I've always went with. Like since the Wii U, I've used to always say that I think people age out of it at some point. And I think maybe for me, it's like starting to get there. And I think it's just taken me a really long time. I think a lot of people do it when they're like 15. And unfortunately, it took me until like 32. But as soon as PS1 hit, that's when I aged out. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Done with this Nintendo stuff. I thought I aged out when the um, Wii U hit. But the Switch kind of just drug me back in. I, I enjoy sure. the Switch a lot. When the Wii U, I'm like, okay, I'm not doing this. I don't like the feel of the, um, the, the game pad. There are some games I liked on it, but I'm like, I don't want to play with this game pad. I, I'm done with Switch. I'm done with the Wii U. I'm not playing Nintendo consoles no more. But the Switch kind of solved that problem for me. And I'm like, all right. And I still enjoy my Switch a lot. Even this game, I like it. It's simplistic in playing it. The story is nonsensical. Like, there's a something in the sky i don't want to give too much away i'm like what the hell is going on i feel so bad Shaq loves it so much if you listen to a whole separate podcast i I did i I listened to that episode like this is good i mean that is the nintendo show so it makes sense yeah of course of course and and i don't think it's i don't think it's a bad (laughs) game whatsoever it's just it's a different game it's whimsical it's more kitty and there's nothing wrong with that at all i think there's that's that's fine if that's what you're looking for if you're looking for something to turn your brain off and play it's a great game for that. Also, to be fair, like the main goal, the objective of the game is to catch all the Pokemon. Yeah. That's never been my thing in any Pokemon game I've ever played. I've never been that player. So that's a big part of it. I should have, I could have started with that off the top. Like that just has no appeal to me. Yeah. I don't like half. I don't like most of the Pokemon. Well, well maybe you're <laughs> aging out of Pokemon. Maybe I don't want to catch them all. It might be. It might be. I'm a dude. If they had a Mario game, like I'm stoked for several Nintendo games. I don't want to. I'm not writing them all off altogether. It's just some of the stuff I just. I don't know. Yeah, I I do think as someone who enjoys uh, Ubisoft open world games, this does give me the the satisfaction of like cot one, cot three, cot five, checkbox, checkbox, checkbox. Move on to the next one. Like it does fulfill that satisfaction, uh, but in a much less like a much easier way. And that's why I said like that's why I play it like right before bed. It is like my wind down thirty minutes before bed. Like, it, this is not my three-hour, hey, if I get three hours to game tonight, like, the last 30 minutes of it will be playing this, so. That makes sense. I'm glad somebody's playing it. <laughs> <laughs> Other people, are, I'm really surprised how, 
how fast Elaine finished that. I was like, my goodness gracious. Because when we were recording Board of the Video Games, Josh was like, Elaine just tweeted that she finished Pokemon. I was like, oh gosh. Like, <laughs> how long? That was like it? two days. That was like two days. I have no idea. Apparently, you can get to like the first big boss in like 90 minutes if you just mm. go for it. So cool. But uh yeah, final game then that I'm playing is a game on uh Xbox PC Game Pass only, uh called Tainted Grail Conquest. Uh this is what I would call not a Donnie game because it is a deck builder. Uh, and, Absolutely it is a, not. <laughs> and it is a roguelite. Uh, it's basically if you made Diablo into a roguelite and then the battles were the battles that you have from uh, Slay <laughs> the, the Spire. Look on, the look on Donnie's face. Yeah. He said this, rogue and cards. And I'm like, yeah. why does this even exist? This yeah. is some nerdy <laughs> ass shit. I'm with you there. 100%. Why is this a thing? No, I, thank you. It is pretty spectacular. The, the what is the reason I part of the reason I started playing this game A is Josh made me, but B uh, the <laughs> company who published it is Awakened Realms Digital, and Awakened Realms is actually a board game publisher who's done games like Nemesis and Lord of Hellas and Etherfields and a game called, amazingly enough, Tainted Grail. Um, so this is like the digital version of what is a board game. Henceforth, why you see all of these things played into it, but. Needless to say, if you're into roguelites and or card-based games or, or games with card-based battles uh, and you have PC Game Pass, I think it's a pretty easy recommend, actually. Uh, it's pretty interesting the way they incorporate everything. The battles, as if you're into that sort of thing, are really good and strategic and even pretty thoughtful early in the game. Uh, and it has a pretty steep learning curve. Like, I got to the first boss and got absolutely wrecked, just destroyed. Uh, but I was like, dang it, I saw a path there. I just didn't quite have everything I needed. Now I want to go get everything I need to hopefully be able to, to take that boss out. So if you're into those games because you're a super nerd like I am, uh, I think it's a pretty easy recommend. It came out last year officially, but like I said, it's on PC Game Pass now and kind of getting a second life as a result of it. Uh, so Tainted Grail Conquest, pretty good if you're into that roguelite card battler. I think you're it. Nice. That's fine. Yeah. Well, There's at least one person playing game. it. It's pretty good. I'm enjoying it, so. The only card game I play is Yu-Gi-Oh. That's it. I've heard that the new Yu-Gi-Oh is really good, that? though. I haven't played the new one yet. I, yeah, I play Yu-Gi-Oh a lot. I used to play it a lot. I love Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Like I used to play it on uh, when they had it on. The game or like the video game? The, the video game for Vita. Because I love the oh, show. Oh, yeah. I love the show. I like to yell out, blue eyes, white dragon, and throw down the card and stuff like, like I'm Yu-Gi-Oh and stuff like that. Oh, you sense. caught my trap card. <laughs> That checks out. <laughs> yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel is supposed to be really good. So, And it's free. And it's free. Absolutely. And on, like, everything. So, I okay. might try that one. Okay. And then they're saying you might have to play with other people, so that might kill that for me. I'll just play the, the $20 one. Yeah. <laughs> then get your brother, get, get your son involved. You'll play with him. That's probably about it. Nah, I don't play with him. <laughs> we don't, we don't do not What have you here. been playing, Delvin? I've only played one Delvin's game. Back here. Dev, I've played Uncharted 4. And I love it. I feel like it's crazy to say this. I feel like this is what I've been missing from my PS5. This big blockbuster action experience. Even though I played it before, I played it when it first came out and beat it. I kind of miss these type of games. I feel like Miles Morales was kind of that. But we haven't really gotten too many more games with that feel with that kind of feeling to it, where it's kind of like a junk food action game experience. And I, I'm loving Didn't it. Didn't they just do like two years of Ghost of Tsushima? That's, like that's not the over same. and over again. I don't think Ghost of Tsushima is kind of the same feeling. Ghost of Tsushima feels like a um, 
almost like an anime. It's kind of weird. It's an action adventure game. I mean, that's no, no, action, action third person action no, adventure no, game. I said action <laughs> blockbuster game. Yeah, like blockbuster that is movie. Ghost yeah, of yeah. Tsushima. You meant, Ghost what, you're, Tsushima. What, you, what you mean to say is action climbing simulator. That's what no, you mean. No, if you were no, to no, type no, it no, into no. GameStop, Ghost, <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima would pop up. Not, yes, not at all. Ghost of Tsushima is not that. It's an action game. No, it's not. Uncharted is it's completely just, It's Uncharted with no it's guns and no Not climbing. an action no. game? No, it's a action, sword fighting game. Action blockbuster type movie game. No, it's not that. I'm sorry. How is it not a blockbuster type movie game? Isn't it based Bro. off of movies? But they're not blockbuster action popcorn movies. They're not that at all. I, have, you, have you seen oh. these movies you're talking about? Oh, he's about yes. to go Jaws. No, they're not. Old Kurosawa films. Look, bro, Kurosawa it's still a blockbuster. Regardless, it I'm is a blockbuster one. game. No, it fits I don't that. What you, what you want is you just want something dumbed down is what you're saying. You just want dumbed That's down, big... let me run around and just shoot a bunch of things, become a mass murderer, and climb the world. That's what you're looking for. Why are you talking shit about Nathan Drake? That's kind of ghost of It was just without the shooting, but I mean, no, no, the rest basically. of everything you said is there. Basically. No, 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 no. Ghost of Tsushima is a lot different than that. It's... It's a little bit of strategy in there with, like, with weapon change and things like that. It's a lot more complex than Uncharted. We're not going to just sit true. here. A lot true, more yes, complex. Uncharted is, is like, like I said, dumbed down. God damn it, Dave. You won't stop talking shit about Uncharted. <laughs> <laughs> we are not having this in this house. We will respect Uncharted. I respect it, but it's it's basic. It's very simple. It's very simplistic. Here, you will not I insult my basic bitch Uncharted. I love her. She is great. Uncharted I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not it's saying it's a bad thing, but it's not it's not overly complicated. Masterpiece, man. No, it is a fun. You don't have to manage an run. inventory. You're not upgrading any weapons. It's very, very simple. And that's my point. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's an action blockbuster movie. Fine. So You're no going to hear a whole bunch of No, it is great. It's explosions. <laughs> it's actions. It's adventure. Everybody's going to be happy at the end. Nathan Drake's going to be a terrible husband and still gets his wife at the end, unlike me, who's a terrible husband and lost his wife. <laughs> Don't <laughs> tell his wife about his brother who's been alive for 30 years. That's okay. While we're still on the topic, I would like to just for our listeners, my Nathan Drake white comment was about our Discord today. That was a, a fun d- path for our Discord to go down. I'm not exactly sure why that yeah. factored in, but well, don't 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 cancel Donnie over that. It's okay. I thought it was interesting. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wait, Basic uh, white dude, you know. It is what it is. Yeah, I love there it. There was though. an era. There was an era where you had just basic white protagonist in yes. every game, which is fine. In every game, everything <laughs> on PlayStation was that. Yeah. When we get a, a game that stars another race, I'm just going to call it a like a basic other race game. Like, no, you know, don't do that. Basic- I, would, don't, <laughs> I would stay away I mean, from that. I mean, you don't you don't want to do that, but I mean, it can't even be basic. <laughs> no, no, don't tell exist. them. Don't <laughs> tell them you don't want to do that. Tell them you know, no. Don't do that. We have to draw the line sometime. No, don't do that. I mean, if you look at like the PS3 era, like everybody looked like Cole. It was just that. Yeah, kind of yeah. right. Either that, or they were an animal, some type of animal mascot—a bandicoot or a, a, a Sly Cooper, or whatever the hell he is. What he's a raccoon, a thieving raccoon. But at least you know Nathan does have some kind Kratos. of personality. You know, he's not. Yeah, Nathan has like tons of personality. Gravelly. That's the part of it. He's, is like the basic part I didn't get. I was like, this is not the same at all. It's very different from all those other characters that you're thinking about. It's more just to talk trash. Yeah. Mm. Don't worry. But 
your I'm time will come soon enough. Time with the climbing simulator. I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying. The See, time. you need to put the respect on the climbing. This is the best damn climbing video games have ever had. Yes. You have multiple okay. paths. Oh, I mean, it was so good. You didn't have to press the button every time. Like it was such an improvement for Uncharted. Don't they worry. taught the rest of video games. Here's how to climb. Don't worry. Okay. He's gonna get his moment. <laughs> When we talk about certain things, I am going to let loose on that fucking game. So Destiny wish it right. climbing like Uncharted. You act like I care. Well, you're going to care. We're going to talk all the care. trash you want. It doesn't matter. Speaking of matter. trash, I've been playing Uncharted Lost Legacy. Oh, my Fuck God. You. Oh, don't even. <laughs> oh, my God. What are you even doing? No, I'm kidding. I'm really enjoying that game, except for the game part. Like, I love the story. Oh, my God. Chloe. And, and Nadine, but the game is just, again, like, talk about wanting more from something. For me, when I play those games, I, I want, I don't want to just have throwaway weapons. I'd like to upgrade. I want to have a little bit more there, a little more depth to the actual combat. For me, it's just like, I'm, I'm like I said with Uncharted 4, back when we talked about it, I'm playing through the game just to get to the next cutscene, just to get to the next story beat. Like, I'm not really enjoying the combat. It just... It's just not the greatest for me. Like I don't enjoy that part of it. But the story and what's going on, the visuals, I love it. I absolutely love it. I love Nadine. I love Chloe. I love their 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 just relationship. I love all of that. But I could do without any of the combat because it's just so bland to me. I think you see Naughty Dog kind of they very much for especially in the Uncharted games and a little bit with Last of Us 1, but I think with Last of Us 2, you see them kind of meld them together well, is that they focus so much on animation and the way the game looked and the flow of everything that yep. the combat as a result got dumbed down to accommodate mm -hmm. these really cool-looking animations that happened during combat. I agree. Uh, yeah. And and I, you're right. Like I think that was a, a concession they made to make that work. I, was it the right decision? I don't know. I think it's really... like Every once in a while, even in playing on Uncharted 4... Like when we're doing hand to hand combat or something's going on, like suddenly Drake does like he'll like drop and like knock somebody onto a ledge or he'll like duck under somebody and push them into yeah. a wall. And I'm like, when is the next time I'm going to do that? Maybe never in the next 12 hours of this game am I going to do that? But they put all this stuff together just to make it look and feel so cool while you're doing it. But I do agree, it does come at an expense of like the simplicity of what is there from weapons and upgrades and all that stuff, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, game is great. It's a great game. I just, I just want more from the combat. After playing something like Asushima or even Tomb Raider, I just, I, I appreciate Tomb Raider's combat. I really like its combat better than Uncharted's. That's, that's really it. But the story, I'm not even finished with the. I agree with you on that. Really, really digging it. <laughs> I love just the set pieces, like all the different locales that they go to. It's just freaking gorgeous. So yeah, I'm really enjoying that, and I'm gonna play the game to completion. Um, I'll just, you know, trust through my combat. Kill all the kill all the the people that run through. Try to get them all with the headshot, so I don't have to be the puzzles in Charted are way better too. Yeah, they are. Yeah, like the, the problem are solving and stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I have a question for all of you. <coughs> I'm assuming you all got the digital version. Kev pass. So, okay, so well, uh, this is three out of four of you. Then, are you going to use the ticket that you get with it to go see the movie? Nah. When no. they give me the ticket, sure. I wouldn't use the ticket if I had one. Yeah, I would. I'm not going to theaters, and I'm definitely not going to a theater I mean, for Uncharted. I'm not going into a theater, but yeah, like if, Uncharted if I was is squarely. Theaters, I'd go see that movie. Maybe I'll rent it 
when it comes out, like if it hits a free service or something. But like, I'm not. No, I'm not going out of my way to see the Uncharted movie. Interesting. Do you yeah. think it'll do good? I hope so because I really like Uncharted. But man, I cannot get over like the casting. Like, I, it's I know everybody says it. Like, for me, it's a real <laughs> deal breaker. It's a huge deal breaker. I just look at it. I'm like, no. You know, it just it's an immediate turnoff. Because of how basic Uncharted is to me, the casting for me is fine. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> Holland's fine, but I'm just like, let's go. Mark Wahlberg. Go. I know, Sorry, right? Like, I can't. I just that can't. is bad casting. I just can't. Yeah, and like oh, the yeah, mustache makes it look all, worse. It. And they showed the picture, oh, yeah. like, see with the mustache, it's like it's not the. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't Tom Holland like call him out on the mustache? Like, what is that? Like, it's terrible. Yeah. It's like he's just I shaved think, that I think off. The two of them on screen might actually be fun. Yeah, I think so. Maybe. My son saw the trailer and said it looks terrible. Still going to be like, why is Spider-Man here? Like, what's <laughs> going on? <clears throat> yeah. Spider-Man cross Nathan Drake. Let's make that game. That's a good idea. Maybe that's the end game. To use I the mean, pun. Let's go. I'm with that. Yeah, that's and what that's Sony's looking climbing. at. Of Wolverine, Spider-Man. That's the best and, climbing. And Nathan Drake movie. Where Tahaman plays all three. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> PlayStation All Stars oh, Battle Royale, the movie. Yeah. yeah. I like it. <laughs> oh, enough of, of our shenanigans. Donnie, what are you playing? Save us. Uh, yeah, I'm playing some same stuff. Playing Crash Team Racing, Call of Duty. All the Activision stuff got me in the mood, so I started pulling those out. Uh, because Dev said everything was dead and they no longer work, I dusted off my guitar and played Rock Band 4 and I bought some DLC because it's still kicking. It's still going. It's going strong, Dev. Going strong. Game still exists. I don't recall that's saying exa- it was dead. That's what you did. When I said I wanted Guitar Hero, you said that's the reason they're all dead. They're gone. Rock Band's still alive. Very alive. I don't... Check the notes. Check the notes. Check tape. Um, <laughs> I pulled out my 3DS and I started playing... Or not my 3DS. I did pull out my 3DS this week. But I started playing Box Boy, A Tall Tale, which is like the little like offshoot campaign that that game has on Switch. Um, I already beat the box boy game, but I never finished the tall tale stuff. So I did that had fun. I was just kind of, I don't know with my switch. I've been kind of scrolling through stuff just like fine. And I'm like, I don't, what do I want to play on this? I want to play my switch, but I don't really have anything in the head. So I'm playing like hotline Miami and ape out and stuff. So I went back to box boy and started playing that. I love box boy. If anybody wants a, a cool game on the cheap, you should definitely give it a try. The only game that I'm actually like really playing what's new is house of ashes. I started house of ashes. I'm about halfway through. I think I haven't looked up a guide or anything, but just judging on how these games usually go, I think I'm about halfway through. What do you think? And I gotta say, I think it's pretty good. Um, I, beat it. I liked it a lot. The opening is strong, and this whole like flashlight through underground tunnels thing has a really cool like horror movie vibe. Like I get like splashes of the descent and stuff like that, like like comes to mind. Like the hills have eyes, and then I I kind of wish the monsters were more like that instead of like this paranormal thing. Um, but I'm kind of I'm kind of digging it. The story's good. It's a little glitchy. Uh, I'm impressed that they've taken a step forward with their gameplay. Um, it, it sounds like Order vibes. The Order eighteen eighty six. It's a lot of like walk around and like you pick up something. You look at it, you rotate it, you flip it over, you put it back. You know, there's like a lot of that going on. Um, I don't know. I'm intrigued to see where it ends, but I'm also, I'm in like the middle part of the game where last night I played for about 40 minutes and I kind of just didn't care for 40 minutes. <laughs> like, all right, I need this game to do something or I'm, I might just bounce and play something else. 
So I'll probably give it another, I don't know, another hour or so. See if it picks up in a way and maybe I'll finish it off. If not, I won't. But I, I picked it up for 30 bucks over the holidays and I never I never played. I think I bought it in Halloween. I just never played. It's just been sitting there. So I thought I'd give it a try. It's definitely like the impression that I got was just far more positive than the first game that I played where we ran into all kinds of bugs and all kinds of glitches and like bad voiceover and all that. This wasn't that at all. It was very polished um, in that regard. It felt more like Until Dawn in that way. And uh, yeah, I'm kind of enjoying it. It's not great, but it's not bad. So. I will say this. The dark picture games, as they've gone on, they've got each one is better than the last one because it seems like they've learned from the mistakes and kind of applied it to it. So I'm kind of interested to see where the series goes because the next one, this is a small spoiler, the next one is supposed to be the season finale. Yeah. So the one that comes out this year is supposed to be the season finale. And they just got finale. re-upped for like what, like six or eight more? Yeah. Man, yeah. I, I enjoy them. It's impressive the way they crank these games out. They haven't had a, one come out late yet. Like once a year around Halloween time, they're there and they're normally solid games. You, you allowed me to remember another thing I was going to say. I actually think the quick time events in this are, are like really well done. Some of the more more fun quick time events that I think I've ever had in a video yes. game. Um, really they usually happen at some point in action where you're like you're really wanting to pay attention to the cutscene, and they just like flash a button up out of nowhere. And I'm not sure if you can adjust it. I did see they have a lot of accessibility options. I didn't go through them, but. Some, like some of them are really fast. Like you've got to, you got to respond real quick. And sometimes not responding is a decision in and of itself. Yes. Um, which I didn't respond and let totally let somebody die. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say there are consequences for responding and sometimes not responding. And, and that was actually it was intentional. I was like, oh, I don't want to save this person. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is great. Uh, so yeah, I had some fun with that. Um, I'm not sure if I'm done with it or not. Like I said, I'll give it another try. I'd like to finish it, but last and maybe I was just last night. But last night I was playing. I was just bored. I was like, "This is. I need. I need a little more here." So I, I like it. The story is interesting, especially considering the landscape of the story. I like that aspect of it a lot because it's not a normal horror story in terms of that. Because you're, I want to say, is it in the nineties? It's during the one of the wars. It was as it's in Afghanistan. Yeah. So, so it'd have that, to be much later than the 90s. Yeah. It's, and the thing about it is the way it play, plays out in the story is very interesting because you're dealing with multiple multiple sides of the conflict. And you have to kind of make decisions. Yeah. And you have to figure out, hey, do I work with this guy or don't I work with this guy? And based on what you do, you can people live or die and there's snap decisions that you can make that can hurt you. Sometimes the right decision that you think in your mind the right decision, not necessarily the right decision, but I, I like the way they've kind of gotten the multiple game paths and the way the story can bridge out based on what you do. It feels like Until Dawn. Even though it's a, a smaller game, it very much feels like an Until Dawn game with multiple paths to the ending, multiple very different outcomes you can get. So I like it a lot in terms of that. Uh, Josh and I have played the first two co-op the entire way through. Uh, and we tried to play house of ashes the entire way through I remember. and we got to chapter two and the game just would not like it booted us and it would not let us reconnect um oh. to continue playing co-op and we got it like right when it came out stream yeah it was <laughs> oh, it sucked so bad because we were really enjoying it. it it definitely is a step up from in production from the other two uh but yeah we have to we still have to get back to finishing it because we were really enjoying what we were doing but 
man, that was we were so bummed because we were like, oh, we're just gonna bust this all out tonight. It's Halloween like weekend. This is gonna be great. Especially the the opening was pretty strong. Like I really yeah. dug like the little yeah. prologue part. I was like, this is cool. I kind of wish it stayed there. <laughs> like there's a part of me oh, was yeah. like, man, I wish I could go back to that. That was yeah, way more fun than this. So <clears throat> this teaches you a lesson, right. Kyle. Don't play with people. Just play by yourself. Oh my gosh. Don't, don't, play, oh my don't God. play the dark pictures on don't release. Don't dumb yourself down to his level. Just no, don't stop. play the dark pictures on release. Yeah. <laughs> like I, there's a part of me that's like, I may have benefited yeah. from just waiting three months. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Well, uh, enough about what we're playing. Hang on. There, Before we get into oh. the news, I wanted to say thank you to our listeners. Just a little PSA. Um, I don't bring it up often, but um, when we decided to do this, it was difficult to leave Shaq. It was very difficult to close Empire. One of the main reasons I really like, obviously, I, I really love Xbox and what they're doing. Not notwithstanding, the Xbox Empire had become a popular show, one of our only shows to ever reach like Shack status, and I was really, really proud of it. And when we turned it off, like to do this, Dev and I were both very aware that like we may never get there again. Like that might have been an Empire thing, and we may lose a lot of folks. Well, I'm happy to tell you, after about 20 episodes or so, we're back. And I was kind of surprised, honestly, really surprised. I was like, wow, I cannot believe it looks like a lot of folks have made the transition with us. And I just want to let you know that you're seen and we really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Yep. Now, with that out of the way, let's get into some news. I got a special treat for you guys. Take a look at this. Hey, hey, the way you move on the internet. Now read that news. That was brilliant. Wow, that was brilliant. Sean Capri. <laughs> I love it. Um, in the news this oh, week, man. Uh, let's see here. I didn't Gran Turismo did something. <laughs> Dying Light did something. Oh, no. We're definitely going to talk about the gigantic <laughs> news that PlayStation has bought. Who did they buy, Dev? Who? I don't know. Tell me. They totally they totally <laughs> didn't buy Bungie, right? Because Some you told me small, last week they're completely not for sale. It would never happen. I was off my rocker. They didn't buy Bungie. They just partnered oh, with them. They, they bought just, they Bungie gave them some money for and were partners. $3.6 billion, a 100% <laughs> share buyout. They are the sole owners of Bungie going forward after the deal is approved. This is huge news. And before I even talk about the details, I would like to take a victory lap again. And just to point out again that I told again? Dev that I thought Bungie was next again? and was proven over and over and how that was not the case. Just told over and over and over that could never be the case because Bungie I, would never. There do was that. no over and over and over. Oh, there was, was a lot of over. over that they value their Delvin. independence and Delvin, over and over again. They would get Back purchased. Thank you, I agree. Oh, over appreciate and over it, Delvin. Again. Some sons of bitches. After like, never the deal, happened. After never. the deal closes, Bungie will They're be just quote, partners. An independent independent subsidiary. subsidiary. Exactly. Um, boss by their partner. (laughs) (laughs) Independent subsidiary. Another word for partner. No, it's not partner. An SI of SIE run by a board of directors consisting of the current COO and chairman Pete Parsons and the rest of the studio's current management team. We've got some quotes to read before we open it up. Quote Jim Ryan, I've been on record talking about increasing the size of the PlayStation community and expanding beyond our historic console heartland. This can take many forms, and definitely one of the main ones is the ability for wonderful games that we've been making over the past 25 years to be enjoyed in different places and played in different ways. We are starting... Excuse me. We are starting to go multi-platform. You've seen that. We have an aggressive roadmap with live services and the opportunity to work with and particularly learn from the brilliant and talented people from 
Bungie. Jim Ryan also stated to absolutely expect more acquisitions from Sony Interactive Entertainment. In a blog post on the buyout, Bungie said the deal would not impact the creative plan for Destiny through the end of its current saga due in 2024, that the upcoming expansion, The Witch Queen, would not contain any platform exclusives. Destiny 2 features such as cross-save, cross-play, and companion apps will also be unaffected. Quote, we want the worlds that we are creating to extend to anywhere people play games. We will continue to be self-published, creative, creatively independent, and we will continue to drive one unified Bungie community. So, once again, Dev, I told you. Um, I, I do want to start there because Good I'm God. not. I'm not. I, I wasn't shocked by this news. Um, I've been expecting it. Kyle and I, we we got a chance to talk about board of video games. Um, there's been kind of this. There have been rumors and stuff swirling around Bungie for a few years now. There have been talks with X, Xbox. They've taken on investment from outside people. There have been talks about their studio culture, their crunch culture, or I don't even say cruncher, but like their their calendar, just like the the amount of stuff that they're taking on. And it particularly after they split from their publishing partner with Activision, they've had, I don't want to say troubles, but it's been a challenge like living up to what Bungie wants to be. Um, Bungie's like 900 employees. Do you have any idea how fast 900 employees can chew through tens of hundreds of millions of dollars just in working like Bungie needed a big fish to like let Bungie be Bungie and somebody that can benefit off the back end, but really somebody to kind of make it, I would say, easier or more convenient or more comfortable for them to be Bungie. And um, I, for one, I, for one, have been expecting Bungie to partner, join up with somebody that could be that for them. And it looks like Sony was the one to, uh, to ring the bell. And, and I 100% believe as I believe several pundits have went on record, I believe Bungie extremely values their independence. And I believe that's a big part of this deal. I bet that's the consolation that PlayStation made to let this deal go through as they're probably maybe the only, or at least one of the only folks that, that were willing to make that concession. Like, hey, yeah, you can still be independent and do all these things that you believe in and operate under your own guidance. Because um, I 100% believe that that wasn't going to be the case if it was Xbox. It was going to be Game Pass thing. Like all other things were going to be. So That is why and, I didn't think they would get purchased. And if it was EA it or if it was anybody else, yeah. that wouldn't have been the case either. So PlayStation's going to let Bungie continue to be Bungie. I would like to say for now, but who knows? Maybe they'll do it forever. Like, who knows what the future will hold? But what we do know is that in the future, whatever the gaming landscape that is 50 years from now, PlayStation now holds a big cog in that wheel as they, they own Bungie. So make no mistake, if we all go streaming services one day and it's all about who you have, PlayStation has Bungie. So that's that's just really my only thoughts on it. So... Dev, you're a Bungie guy or Destiny guy. What do you think? Yeah, I'm a Destiny guy. I wouldn't say I'm a Bungie guy because I've never played any of their other games. It's just been Destiny. Sure. And I remember originally seeing that Destiny was made by Bungie, the Halo makers. I was like, I'm not playing this because I don't care about Halo. Never played console wars. I'm not playing that crap. Well, it was just because I never played Halo and wasn't interested in it. And then I saw the trailer for Destiny and was like, holy shit, this looks like something. This looks like like World of Warcraft mixed up with with like borderlands and i was like this looks awesome so i jumped in but i mean my thing is i 
I, I hate all the consolidation and the gobbling up. And my thing with them was like they value their independence. Like they were so adamant about being able to be independent and do what they wanted to do as a studio. I couldn't imagine them being purchased. Thus said, them being purchased by, by PlayStation and allowing them to be independent and them coming out and saying like, we want to make it clear like that. Jim, he said that we're going to make it clear that right now, nothing we're doing in further IP, they will all be multi-platform. Like, so I appreciate the fact that they're being allowed, like even the IP that they're working on right now, they said will be a multi-platform game. So I like this take this. If this is what this consolidation is going to be, if we're going to be buying up studios that are normally third party, if they're allowed to become independent in the way that they're able to actually push games to whatever system they want to push it to, that is a future that I like. Like I wish Bethesda would have been bought and able to still be a multi-platform studio. Like I think they you still might cut be. yourself like we'll see. It doesn't we'll see. look that way. But I, I think it would be dumb of Sony to buy them and then cut off half their earnings. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. Like to say we're gonna cut off one third of like the platform. We need those five hundred stadiums to get. I said one third. I didn't even count them. It's not four. It's it's PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. I don't even know what you're talking about. What's that? What is that? Is that Cracker Jack box? I don't know what that is. But I'm glad that they're able to re- keep their independence. They can still be Bungie, and they're able to publish to whoever they want to publish to. So I'm 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 with it. We'll see what happens. And plus, this may mean that I get a Destiny TV series or movie or something. That's what I really want. Yeah, um, Kyle. I think this shows a big change uh, in PlayStation. Yes. You know, PlayStation has historically been thought of as this really tight, like everything is our exclusive, like it's only on our box. Everything. Jim Ryan's comments a year ago. Right. Literally, the launch of this console, what he was stating to now is a massive shift in philosophy. And, you know, there, there is no like, oh, it's our desire to keep things. No. It is go everything like Bungie can put their stuff wherever they want to, and is a hundred percent up to them. They're great developers, and we want to partner with them. And part of it too is you know this ensures that Microsoft doesn't buy them, so that they do yep. get to keep you know Destiny mm-hmm. on their on their box. But I, I I do I don't think Bungie would have sold, and it seems like for sure Bungie wouldn't have sold because you know there's the information coming out that Microsoft was interested and had walked away because Bungie wanted the independence still and and wanted the ability to to kind of do their own thing. Yep. So I think there this really shows a shift for PlayStation. I think we'll probably talk about it a little bit later too and their goals for live service games down the road and I I, I their how much they're starting to incorporate PC. I think we're starting to see a a change in rigid Sony and rigid PlayStation. And you know, Jim Ryan, love him or hate the guy, like we can say what we want about him. He made PlayStation the dominant console in Europe when he was in charge of PlayStation in Europe. Like I might not like the guy and I think he says a lot of dumb stuff, but he clearly knows what he's doing, you know? So it seemed at least historically, he knew what he was doing to make PlayStation rule over Europe. So, you know, maybe he, he's knowing some things we're not. Um, and really this seems like a win, win, win. It seems like a win for your des- the Dusty community. It seems like a win for Bungie. And it seems like a win for PlayStation. So it's, seems like a really good budget uh deal all around you know maybe they overpaid a little bit but but i think that's just the nature of the market right now as well yeah everything's up yeah market's high so everything's gonna go higher spend away 
Like, <laughs> right? That's always my thing, right? Everybody goes to like, oh god, Xbox spent so much. I'm like, what do you care? <laughs> right. I don't get a penny from that. So mm-hmm. have at it. What do you think, Delvin? I think this is marks a changing. If we haven't noticed before, this is a change in the gaming landscape. In terms of like, you have companies like Microsoft did it last year with Bethesda, and they're doing it this year. And I'm quite sure PlayStation saw this and was like, we have to not necessarily match this energy, but have to catch up with these times because you don't want to fall behind with Microsoft. Because Microsoft said they're not stopping with scooping up companies. And well, general, a big, a big part of the reason why I thought that Bungie would be acquired and that I think we'll, we'll see more, and I brought this up, I think, mostly on Port of Video Games. Kyle and I talked about it with the. With the consolidation effort that's currently happening, if you have a partner that you work with often that you're depending on to fill gaps or support studios or share technology with, right now, the cheapest path forward for you to ensure that you will have that relationship is a buyout. Because if you don't, you're risking losing that and that could cost you more money. You got to remember that these companies, these giant corporations, again, that have hundreds of employees, they're not thinking just next six months. They're thinking the next 10 years. You know, I think that's where you're seeing a lot of the Bandai Namco stuff start to float up because people have started to realize, like, wait a minute, they support a lot of companies by making their games. Like, yeah, they do. And that's going to be very, very, very valuable right now because with less developers available for contract, that delays everything. It delays games being brought on. It means you've got to bring in new people. You don't know how well they're going to work. You can't ensure quality. All of those things go into it. So it's it's a buyer's market. And if you've got the money, now's the time to buy. Yeah, and you probably also have taken accountability of the pandemic last year. It kind of, mm-hmm. while game sales were up, it kind of wrecked studios in terms of like you have to budget all these money for like resources and stuff like that to make games and things. And you can't have all your teams in one spot, so it makes get, making games a lot harder. And quite sure that's a, a big, a lot of money that is costing these companies. Like Destiny makes a lot of money, but I'm quite sure it costs a lot of money to uphold hold everything with that. So this is a smart move for them. And like I said, this is the change in the gaming culture in general. Because if you're looking at my, if your place is you're looking at Microsoft buy up all these companies, and they're saying we're not stopping. And places and after at some point kind of to keep up do the same thing because you don't want to lose all these third parties and kind of lose and i don't that. necessarily think that's the concern you're not wrong but i definitely think the concern is to ensure your future exactly right like okay. within the marketplace you want to ensure that wherever the landscape falls that you're there and you're not on the outside looking in yeah and that's i can think that's kind of places just thinking of they've already said that we're this is not the end of our purchasing i would like to see more purchases like Bungie and less purchases like Activision, personally speaking. Mm-hmm. Like I'd rather see like like Supermassive would be a great purchase. Somebody purchase Supermassive, put some money. You mean focusing it. specifically on a developer? Yes. I mean, because technically Bungie is a publisher as well. Yes, but mm-hmm. I feel like Bungie is known for one thing. They're not a big publisher. They make Destiny. I feel like they're gonna make more things eventually that's gonna help places along the way. I don't know if it's gonna be exclusive or not to the That'd console. Be interesting. I'd be it interested to see how that plays out because I could almost they've like got, if I had to bet, I would IP almost. Works. I would one hundred percent bet that both PlayStation and Xbox will both buy a publisher. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I almost would put money down on. It. I bet they will both buy a publisher before it's over and said and done with. Yeah, it's a, it's it's we're living in interesting times. <laughs> There's still a lot of folks like available. You think of all the Japanese publishers? Like I'm surprised that we have yet. We really haven't dipped into that market yet, and I expect that there there will be. 
somebody will will merge or be public or be bought out. You still got Take Two. You still have Ubisoft. You still have EA. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff out there. I wouldn't be and surprised if my boss Konami. Like one, like That's I'm telling you, somebody, PlayStation please. will buy a publisher of third party games, and so will Xbox. They will both will. I feel like Konami is the smart move. Honestly speaking, like it's it has a lot of lot of IP there that a lot of people want to see. They have a lot Somebody of IPs, which are attractive to us, the customer. They don't have infrastructure. So if you buy them, you now have to fund new studios, bring in new people. Like That isn't as simple as it sounds. It's much just more simple to just acquire the infrastructure. You still have to have a developer. I, I, I feel like the developer part is not that so? too much of a problem for PlayStation. They have Bluepoint. Yeah. They have... They can probably get yeah, but they, they, didn't they just close like four studios in the last two years? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like that's happened too. Yeah, like it has more in it than, than just straight out clothes. But either way, license freaking Metal Gear and say Kojima, make this, please. Let's let's partner. Let's make oh, yeah. this game. Yeah, or just say, I don't care. Or just license, license Silent Hill. Say Kojima, make PT. Yeah, that, <laughs> make, yeah, that put it everywhere. Prince, that idea prints money. Put it everywhere. Yeah. It's a good idea. I, I do think there's a lot of validity to what you're saying, though, Donnie, because, you know, if you look at PlayStation's other recent purchases, like when they bought Valkyrie, when they bought Nixus, like those are they are buying guaranteed assistance with titles yep. because they get like the number of support studios that exist is just dwindling, like because they're getting bought up, like when, you know, these massive publisher dealers are happening. So PlayStation's like, we just need people like so we're just going to yep. buy studios of people to support like our already established studios so i think it is a real concern of if you go because i'm in the same boat i would love them for them to buy konami's ip but like buying konami or i shouldn't say love is it seems like it'd be a good move for them but konami did konami digital entertainment like you know Yu-Gi-Oh master duels and like they do like whatever the heck pez is called now like whatever that soccer game is now Pro like evolution oh, soccer yeah. something it's something yeah something like manager um, E, e, so, I don't remember what it's called. Now that's free to play. Esports, e so- e soccer, some nonsense. Yeah, something. Yeah. Um, but like, they don't have much else for developers right now. So like, it really is like, okay, we got all this awesome IP. Well, now we got to go buy more studios to actually make these hire things into stuff. Look yeah. at Microsoft. Right, they started the initiative in what 2018. Yeah, they still haven't released a game. They've just announced one. We're not expecting it next year. You know, so it's five, six, seven years before they actually get Perfect Dark out. You know, like if you're thinking of that with Metal Gear now. You've got to have the a license. You've got to have the developer, and then you're probably talking eight years from now. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like that's it's much I'll more forever. It's okay. much more attainable though to just buy a publisher that has studios. It's way easier to just buy WB. We're just yeah. going to buy Sega. Like they have teams that are working. We'll just take those projects. And I think that's a big part of the Destiny deal. Again, they have 900 employees, so I'm not saying that they will. I'm not. I'm not trying to say that they're going to turn them in support staff, but I guarantee you at some point, they're probably going to be like, hey, can you show these folks how to do this? And that's it's a big part point. of it. Yeah. That's the whole point. Of it, is they want to make live service games. Destiny is like the only live service game that continues to just, it's been around for eight years. It has not really showed any signs of slowing down. This next expansion is looking to be the most pre-ordered expansion of what they've done. So Over a million. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's nice. and they said they're they're scaling up. Like the first thing that you're going to see with this acquisition is Bungie start to scale up. Yep. So 
Nope. They're definitely looking at them like, hey, we need you to show everybody else how to do this so we can make these 10 and live I, service games we're trying to get out by 2026. I think it's a good point for any of our Sony fans out there that are wondering why Sony bought them. They're adding a revenue stream. This will grow PlayStation's mm-hmm. revenues on the books. They open up marketing and licensing opportunities. They can do TV shows. They can do movies. They can do merchandising. As I said with the Activision deal on Call of Duty, there are other ways to monetize things beyond exclusivity. That's not the only way to garner monetization. I guarantee you that after this deal is closed, every Destiny Showcase marketing event will be with PlayStation, and there will be a PlayStation logo on it, and that means a lot. They'll have Destiny-themed consoles, Destiny-themed controllers, Bungie-themed things. Like, There's a lot, of, there's a lot more that goes into, but we're going to make our game exclusive. You can make money other Destiny, ways. Destiny, the movie. Let's go. Yeah, there's a lot of ways to make money when you own the property. Starring so, Tom Holland. Sony can do that. <laughs> Sony can do that. He's got a mask on. I don't care. No, starring Lance Reddick as the volume. Um, Somewhat connected, because we just have a lot of PlayStation news, so I'm going to keep going, but somewhat connected to the story is PlayStation also said um, on today's earning calls that they plan to launch 10 live service games by March 2026. How do you feel about that, Kyle? Well, I think that uh, sheds a lot of light as to why they acquired Bungie. I agree. A company that has, you know, been running a really, really successful live service game for eight years, as we were just told. You know, like, that That I think puts everything clear as far as what's going. And PlayStation, you know, it gets a lot of slack for, like, the, you know, only doing single-player narrative-driven games. But I agree. the show has been a really successful game that is monetized to the t um so if you go in there like you can spend a lot of money on the show um you know gt sport also like is really heavily monetized and and is not totally obviously a live service game but it has those feelings for it so it's not that they have no experience doing it it's just that they don't have any experience doing it on the level of what you know bungie has been doing and when you look at the most successful games right now your apexes like your war zones your fortnites that's what they all are so you would need mm-hmm. that constant stream of income somewhere. Um, so, com- you know, bringing in somebody who has to know how like Bungie makes a ton of sense. Uh, and, you know, I think they also look at another, you know, game that they have on their service right now. Um, why am I blanking on it? The game from MiHoYo. I don't know. The, I don't know. the RPG Genshin Impact. There we oh, go. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, you look at Genshin Impact, like there's even a place there where theoretically a studio could develop a really narrative driven or a more narrative driven game and still turn it into a live service model right so like and they're part they have a partnership there so like this doesn't totally surprise me i always get a little worried when it's like can we just have like a game experience that's just like done like is that a thing we can do um but i don't think they'll ever fully get away from that but this doesn't surprise me because this just seems so to be where the revenue is right now The revenue is the correct answer. In addition to the revenue, um, live service games are extremely popular because they drive engagement. And the engagement, you don't necessarily need to monetize within game. Just having engagement monetizes the platform. Having people there showing up playing means that they buy PlayStation Plus, they buy PlayStation Now, they buy cosmetics, they buy other games on the platform, they rent a movie. All of that drives money like this has been what xbox has been pushing since game pass started is driving engagement how do we get more people clicking playing logging in every day and the live service games are really what drives that way more than the narrative games so yeah i think that you're going to see the focus on that i mean personally that's not what i show up for 
on any platform. It's not even just the PlayStation thing. I am I'm not I don't really I don't think I have one live service game that I'm a consistent player of. Dying Light, maybe if you count that, which I think there's an argument that you could, but it's not the same. Um, so I don't like it, but it's not any different than everybody else. That's what they're doing to Far Cry, and that's what they're going to do with Assassin's Creed, and that's what they've already done Madden and NBA. I mean, this is just the way of the future. We have subscription services and games that are being updated. It, as long as they keep making their 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 actual like bread and butter, which I don't that's think the hope. stop. That's the I hope. I can't imagine them stopping that, but I think like you can have a live service version of something as well as like these big blockbuster blockbuster games that we're known for and so that you have these these live service games that are now driving and funneling money into making all of these bigger projects i i think if you take to heart the complaints that many say that our current game development cycle is unsustainable i think the part that scares me is i don't think we're going to get the giant epics that you're referring to that we currently get what i think is we will get them in smaller bunches smaller pieces just repeatedly updated well i think what will get them is they'll maybe almost like a they'll build as they go <laughs> like well, instead of giving you a hundred hour of a hollow they'll be like here's the first 15 hours by the time you finish that we'll have the next 15 and like it might be more something like that well, which i don't i don't necessarily hate at face value it's just how do they monetize it is it a subscription is it cosmetics like how does that how do they get paid for that what would you prefer would you prefer the big hundred hour games like yeah I'm a traditionalist. I would prefer the 20 hour Miles Morales type game. I would prefer that you charge me something and I know everything that I'm getting out of it. That's always been my issue with all of those things. I think for that, I'm I'm very much like an outdated old school gamer in that way. I want to give you money for the game and I don't want to be bothered to give you money again. Um, I don't care if that is $80, $100, $200, like whatever you think your game is worth, I'll be the judge whether or not I buy it. But when I buy it, I want to know everything that I'm getting out of it. I like everything being upfront. I just like it simple, right? And I think that's a big thing with me with this live service stuff is I never feel like it's simple. It always feels complicated and complex. So I'm here for all of it. <laughs> like Dying Light, right? I'm I getting Dying Light. I chose to play on PC after we'll talk about it later, but I bought the $100 version on PC because I know that I feel like the $100 version is going to pay me off down the road. Like I feel like I know what I'm getting for it. You know, so like that's, I don't want them to be like next year, like, I mean, give us 50 more dollars. <laughs> that's that's not what I want to be, and I don't want to get to that part. And if we are going to go that part, then it better be through the avenue of something like a Game Pass. Like, if that's where we're going, we're like, here's 25 hours, and now we need 50 more dollars and 50 more dollars, well, then you need to put it in a subscription so we can subsidize that, because I don't want to constantly be hit up for those type of purchases. Personally, I don't mean to answer for everybody else. What do you guys think? I keep giving Destiny my money, so I have no problem with it. So you, yeah, you, yeah, Dev, Dev's already on the train. Doesn't bother me. I do, do you both. think that's a? Let me ask you this: Do you think that's a good avenue, though? Like, if everybody adopted that model, because obviously you can't give everybody that kind of money every year. As as long as they put out the content, like Destiny, there's a lot of game there. So I don't, and I don't personally because I've been in since the beginning. I don't feel like it's that complicated. It's just one of those things that if you're not like consistently playing. The point I was making is I don't necessarily think the game industry can be supported by like if everybody did that. I think it's easily for Destiny to do that. But if everybody tried to do that, I think some people will go away. Yeah, probably. Because, you know, people only have so much time. You can't be playing 37 live service games. It's just it's not going to work. Exactly. So eventually people will choose paths. Right. And that's that's not good for the industry. And I don't even know if like 
10 seems too many for PlayStation yeah. to be able to support. Like, I don't know that they have a player base to support 10 live service games. It's a lot. Depends on the scope of them. They True. could be something small, as small as like Bejeweled. We got that Twisted Metal game. You add more stuff. That'll be one of them, right? Probably. It would it's like a so. free to play Battle Royale Rocket League thing, right? That's what we were told. Yeah. Yep. Hey, more power to them. Um, Discord integrated started on PlayStation. You can connect your accounts now, show your Discord status. That's cool. GTA Vice City hit PlayStation now. Um, the PlayStation Stay to Play happened today where you get um, Gran Turismo news. I did watch the gameplay afterwards. I did not watch the entire thing. I know you got some bullets here, though. 400 cars to start. Um, circuits and tracks. Um, celebrates car culture. I don't want to read all of these. I just want to say I, I, thought, I thought it looked amazing. It looked great. I definitely want to play it with my racing wheel, which is not supported by PlayStation, which means that I either have to wait for Gran Turismo to come to BC or buy another racing wheel. And I think we all know that I'm not going to buy another racing wheel. So... I, I mean, do we know that? I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not buying. An, I'm not <laughs> buying. About a, to buy another PC. I'm not buying a PlayStation specific racing Yet. wheel. Like that is definitely Yet. not happening. But well, it looks there great. are some that work fantastic. on both PC and PlayStation. Those and I and I've I've always liked Gran Turismo. I didn't get into Gran Turismo Sport, but going back, I've always liked Gran Turismo. So it looks cool. I hope to try it out. What do you guys think? Looks pretty. Yeah. Oh, it I'll looks try. pretty. It's not. I, you know, I showed this to Jack. I took it out of my phone. It was in like 4K, whatever, on my phone. And I showed it to my son. And he goes, That's cool. Is that racing game coming to Switch? And I was like, Does it look like it's coming to Switch? <laughs> <laughs> like, I almost lost it on him. Um, so, yeah, it looks, it looks amazing. I think it looks great. Yeah, I, I'm not a big racing game fan, as many of you know. Uh, so I will not play this. But I will say, in Aww. poking around after uh, the state of play, it seems like. Um, the GT fans are happy with like what they saw. It seems like so that's good that the people who are going to be buying this or or playing this seem like this was the direction they wanted them to go. So that's good. Yeah, GT fans seem very happy. It's a very very gorgeous game. It's looking to celebrate car culture and just be all about it. So I think that it is like a return to form for what Gran Turismo. Means. I always like the grinding Gran Turismo. You start off with like you know your class whatever compact like standard car crv let's right and you and you work your way up to like supercars it's always fun man like a gta3 back in the day like i man i was like i got my first porsche i was like oh yes like but it's kind of addictive to get into that loop and want to keep 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 climbing the ladder yeah yeah delvin i always like them because it's the game you kind of show when people come over your house like ah what's what you playing there oh look at this look this is how the PlayStation looks. I, racing games are great for that. Yeah, and good GT is perfect for that. I always love the series for that that matter. And it's a fun simulation game to play. So I'm, I'm definitely going to check it out. <laughs> I'll tell you this, Jordan. If uh, if they put F1 in Gran Turismo, <laughs> you might be right. Um, okay. Our first question comes from TPR. Do you think Destiny Two and or further expansions could be a perk or a feature of project spartacus with sony acquiring bungie how is that market potential and yeah absolutely 100 <laughs> percent. if they're gonna come out with some sort of game pass thing or whatever i would expect bungie's live service whatever thing to be there you subscribe you get all the expansions you get some sort of cosmetic whatever yeah i would expect they'll do something like that yeah that makes sense of course uh, at least the base version of it to or Des- i don't know that i don't trust sony to fuck that up so 
until I cease to be Spartacus. <laughs> I mean, they're already given the game. It's already free to play. So, yeah. like, why wouldn't it be a part of the service? And, you know, they'll throw in an expansion or something. Yeah, that makes all the sense. Again, I believe it when it happens. I don't <laughs> Oh, it's going to happen. <laughs> Just like I told you they're going to get bought, it's going to happen. I believe it uh, Seven Gaming, or Season Gaming, I'm not exactly sure I've ever followed up on Seven Gaming, he wrote in with a couple questions that I think are really fun. Let's see here. We're at an hour, eight minutes. Yeah, I think we're okay. Um, do you want to do these one at a time, or do you want me to read all three and we do them? One at a time. I'll say one at okay. a time. Are there any potential buyers you don't want to see acquire a studio or a publisher? Tencent. Start with you, Delvin. Tencent. I don't want them buying shit. <laughs> okay. Too late. Yeah. Let's, well, Tencent, they did buy out there. If they're buying out Tencent's stake in, or I mean, NetEase's stake in Bungie. So they're they're out. That's good. You, Delvin. You just asked Delvin. You mean Devin? I mean Devin. Devin sorry. De- De- Delvin. Little Delvin. Um, no, I, I don't really care who buys who. I don't want to see anybody buy anybody. So there's not anyone in particular that I don't want to see. So nah, I don't care. Kyle? It's not my money. I would agree with kind of any of the like ten cents neties of the world, but also I'm, I I really don't want to have a Apple PlayStation. Like I you know I would prefer that Apple, Amazon, those sorts of companies just stay and do their thing and, and not try to flirt their way into the gaming world would be my preference. I think it's a big part of that of this consolidation is the paranoia that that could that potential exists. So yeah. I'm right there with you. I would rather Amazon or Apple. Apple in particular, I really consider. Amazon, I'm not exactly sure because they're not really in. Like they're basically just like we have the server infrastructure, we can make this money. Like they're not really in. Apple, though, I absolutely could see Apple buying somebody. Yeah. And being like, here's the next Apple TV, and it's going to play on your iPad, on your iPad, and Apple Arcade, and it's like I don't want that to happen. I really don't. So Apple's Apple's the one that I don't want to see. Um, next question. Would you always go where the games are, even if you don't like the platform? So I've already answered this question, so I'll start again. Yeah, I'm I'm 100% committed to the games, not the platforms. And the reason I say that is I own all the platforms. Like, like it's very easy for me to say that I love Xbox and what they do. But the reason that I love Xbox and what they do is because I love Fable and Gears, Perfect Dark. Like, there's a reason I'm interested in those brands. The reason I have a Switch. I love Mario and I love Zelda. Like that's the reason I'm there. So if one of my favorite brands went to a different console, would I like if, and I'm just going to say it, like if Amazon bought EA, would I never play EA games again? No, like I want to play Madden. Like, like what are you talking about? Like if somebody bought take two, would I not ever play Grand Theft Auto again? Absolutely not. I love Grand Theft Auto. So I would I would find a way, I think, at some point to get over there. And that's the reason you buy people. The reason you buy out those people is to encourage people to come to your platform. So that's why I'm rooting for the, at least the console space, our big three publishers, to throw their weight around and make sure that doesn't happen. I'd like to see Nintendo get on this. I know they won't, but it's like, come on, guys. <laughs> get in on the fun. <laughs> Help us out. That'd be great. So that's my answer. What about you, Devin? I'm poor. No, I'm not following the game. I'm also typically a one box person. And so if it ain't coming to that box or the PC, I'm probably not going to play it. And it's just like, eh, I don't have enough time to play everything anyway. So I'll be fine. Wow. That hurts. Kyle. 
uh, I mean, I am also lucky to have all the systems. So for me, it's, it, it typically isn't an issue. Uh, but I do tend to play and spend most of my time in PlayStation. So there's a higher likelihood I prioritize games on that, that platform first. But if there's something I want to play, I'm just going to play it wherever it is. Hey, Devin. I always go where the games I want to play are at. If the games I want to play on PlayStation, I'm on PlayStation. I have all the systems for that reason because there's certain exactly. games I just want to play, like Gears of War. I love Gears of War, so I got an Xbox specifically to play Gears of War. And even if that's the only game I play on there, it's worth it because I'm enjoying my experience with it. And I think that's always been important to me. My happiness matters. <laughs> that's a silly thing to say, but when it comes to gaming, gaming is a hobby that I enjoy and love, and I want to be able to play the things I want to play when I want to play them, so... I invest in that. I'm right there with you. I've always been somewhat unlucky that like the majority of my favorite games are exclusives. They all yeah. are. Like if I had to make you a top 10 list of my favorite franchise, they're almost always exclusives. Like I don't have that Final Fantasy, that Metal Gear, that Call of Duty, like that thing. It's like I only play this game and it's available everywhere. It's like, no, most of my favorite games that I absolutely have to play are console exclusives. That's the reason why I get them all. <laughs> so I can't I can't leave it behind. Um, which studio publisher would you take the leap to a platform you dislike? So, if oh, somebody, question again? which studio or publisher, like which current game maker, if they made a leap to a platform you don't like, which one would get you to jump? Like, is there is there a game that would get you to jump into an Amazon, an Apple box, a Google box, or something like that? A Tencent box. I mean, does that even apply to y'all? Because y'all said y'all going where the games are, so I don't think it matters, right? Well, <laughs> I think it's if like it's a platform you don't like. I'll, so for my, my example was like my example is Hot Shots, which has already been played out. I love Hot Shots, and when Hot Shots released an exclusive game to Apple, I went and bought an Apple device so I could play it. So like I'm there. Like I don't want Apple to make a console, but if they make a console and put the games on it that I want, I will own that console. So. You know, that's that's really my answer. That's my point. <laughs> well, Mass Effect, if, it, if they're like, oh, you can only play this on a gaming PC, now I guess I got to get a gaming PC. Yeah, that still makes the point. <laughs> that's the point that I'm making. <laughs> I understand that, but it's not. I don't I don't own a game. I don't own a They're still PC. answering the question. Yeah, yeah I don't own gaming PCs. I don't have a desire to have one or like an Apple box or whatever the fuck they call that thing. I don't care nothing about that. <laughs> but if you tell me like, hey, we're making a new Mass Effect game. We're putting on this stupid Apple thing. I like, <sighs> or oh yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you, the question really is like, what's your favorite game? And like, if that game showed up somewhere else, would you jump to do it? That's really what the question is. Almost yeah. You know, and guaranteed yes. If if my favorite game showed up on another console that I don't have own, I would have to get that console. Kyle, what's play. your favorite game? Uh, Chrono Trigger. It showed up on, well, you could only play the next Chrono Trigger on Apple. Would you get one? I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess I would. My answer for this question, though, you know, thinking of current studios and things that are available that actually are, like, coming out, uh, I think I would probably go to whatever platform the next Supergiant game is on. Ooh, good one. Like, oh, cool. I, like, I did that. Like, it was literally, like, the first, like, game on PC when they released Hades that I had gotten in, like, forever um you know i so for me like that is a i will go wherever their next game is scarily, i will figure out a way to play it they could be had by one of those folks. <laughs> like that's the yeah. scary part as well. oh yeah. god i Very know much so dev metal gear yeah. solid remake is only available on apple tv you gonna play it no i'm not really 
You're I'm not buying an Apple TV for one I think he's full shit, too. I agree. Not gonna <laughs> I don't want to. I 100% not don't believe it. this answer. I'm not doing it. Now, I'm not. here's the thing. Now that he's on record, he totally, out of spite, would do it. Like, added a disservice to himself. But I, I think if we weren't in the mix, I think he would. I I'm want Apple you, to I'm buy it just, so bad. <laughs> like, just, just out of for spite. me to buy Apple something for Konami. one thing, I just, I, my soul won't let me do that. I'm sorry. I just can't do it. Your wallet wow. will, though. My wallet won't eat. I just told you I'm poor. <laughs> I just told you I'm poor. No. The soul's like, damn that wallet. Damn that. <laughs> I'll make you buy it. Since you like oh. buying things. Buy all damn stuff. lie. Lift to your, lift to your wallet. And let's, uh, Let's get off the PlayStation bandwagon with one last question from D-Life. What do you think of the rumor of Project Spartacus going to be named PlayStation Infinite? Also, what do you think is the future of the service? I'm going to start with the first question. Is that really the rumor? The rumor is it's going to be called PlayStation Infinite? That's a terrible name. That's awful. I'm going to Kyle because Kyle knows all the stuff. That is one that has been thrown out there, but like the. I thought it was going to be like gold, silver. Yeah, because there was also a rumor that it was going to be based off like the trophy progression. Like there's been a whole bunch of. This is what gets hard with this stuff is that, especially right now, people are just saying stuff. Like with the, the with the, like the Spartacus idea that they're going to be right. Spartacus itself is just a rumor, isn't it? Right. Spartacus yes. is better than Infinite. I would much rather yeah. to subscribe to PlayStation Spartacus. Spartacus than PlayStation yeah. Infinite. So name. that that is hard right now. That especially with like the naming and the structure of it, there is a ton of stuff out there right now, and it's really hard to sort through. Like, what is a legitimate, like potentially backed by some insider knowledge, fact, rumor, fact, however you want to look at it, and what is just people saying stuff? It's really hard to tell. Hmm. Yeah, they better not call it PlayStation Infinite. That's <laughs> that's really bad. <laughs> that is bad. It's, it's very bad. It's really bad. Can we get PlayStation Max Pass Plus, please? Oh, that's good. Oh, nonsense. day one purchase. I don't like that one either. Absolutely, I don't day like one Volver purchase. Max Pass Plus, I'm PlayStation Max Pass Plus. Go. Don't like that. PlayStation Maxi Pad Plus. No, don't like that's that. That's awesome. No, PlayStation Max Pass Plus. No, don't like that. That's good stuff. All right. <laughs> what do you think of the future of the services? Um, rumors is that PlayStation is going to have. They're going to combine as- aspects of PlayStation Now, so game streaming. With some form of backwards compatibility, which remains to be unseen, remains to be seen with PlayStation Plus and the free games. So you're going to combine it all into one service that has different tiers. You can subscribe to different tiers. You can subscribe to the infinite tier, apparently, and you can get all the streaming infinitely, I guess is what they're trying. I don't know what the hell that's called. God, Um, God, no. (laughs) I think that's the future of video games not just that service i think this is the future i think i think it's not a belief i think xbox has changed the game and i think within years to come you will start to see more and more people adopt that um that way of servicing customers i think it it makes more sense for games development than basically putting all of your chips on a 70 dollar bet because that's essentially what happens now is you have game studio they make $500 million video game. They put all their chips on this and they're like, hope it hits. And they spin the wheel. And I think the Game Pass subscription model um, offsets some of that risk. Um, so I think that's going to be the way, at least for big AAA games, to to be spread out. So I 100% behind this idea. I will subscribe to whatever it is, probably. And um, I'm I'm excited for it. So I'll turn the mic over. What do you, th- what do you think, Kyle? I do think it's going to be some sort of tiered structure that there will be, you know, 
the base level will be what PS Plus is now. You know, you go a tier up and you can get PS1, PS2, PS3 games, etc. You go up another level, get, you know, a collection of PS4 and PS5 games or whatever it might be. Uh, I I don't know that it's, it's going to be... I'd be very surprised if day one PlayStation Studios games are released on this without it being an obscene price. And one thing that PlayStation hasn't totally done yet that slightly surprises me is really leaned into the, our games are worth it. It's worth your $70. Our games are valuable enough and good enough that it's not part of a subscription service. No, we we are so confident in the experience you're going to have that it is worth the price of entry. And they have not done that. And I'm really me, surprised that they haven't gone with that at that angle with it. I'm not disagreeing with you. I just want to point this out. When Game Pass was announced, mm-hmm. Xbox games weren't included day and day one either. I think it's one of those things like just because it's not there in day one doesn't mean that they never will. Yeah. I think if the subscribe is it's one of those things, right? Where you need Xbox needs a certain amount of subscribers to turn off yeah. games of gold. Right? You need a certain amount of subscribers mm-hmm. to build to then make the monetization process in the back end worth it. So I think I think they will announce some PlayStation 5 games that hit the service. They won't be day and date. But I think as the service takes off, and I think it will, I think we will. I, I just think that future is inevitable. Yeah, I, I, I would agree there. And I think, honestly, the 10 live service games by 2026 also indicates that maybe not today, but in a few years, like the goal yeah. is that revenue is not generated just from those $70 games so that they could then theoretically release those AAA, you know, single player narrative adventures as part of the package deal because they're getting enough continued support from those games of service. So, I yeah, I don't think that's coming for some time. I'd be, I would hope I'm wrong. Like, that'd be awesome. I'd be, I'd be happily pay a, a monthly price to get those day one, but. I think that'll be a few years down the line. But yeah, that's what I think will happen. Jeff? I mean, I got nothing else to add. You guys both said it all. I think that's exactly where it's headed. Um, and we just, time will tell. Like you said, I think there's a certain threshold of subscribers that they would need to have on a consistent enough basis to actually add the AAA, you know, exclusives. But time will tell. I'm still waiting for anything to say this is actually a thing. It's all just rumors. That's a good point. I, just I do think. Or you know what? I'll save that, Delvin. I think I think yeah, y'all nailed it. I think I do think there will be exclusive games on there. They might not necessarily be AAA, but they'll probably be double A games on there. Like uh, what was the the racing game they had on the that came that was out day and day stuff next like point that. I was going to make. I, I said it in the Discord a bunch. I do think that they'll launch games into the service. Like I think bugs, there will snacks, be day and day like games. That. I just I mean, don't think it's start. I don't think it'll be. I don't think it'll be Naughty Dog's games, right? Yeah. But like so, Returnal, what they're already doing with Plus. Sort of, yeah, yeah. But like, like the next Returnal would launch into the service. The next little big planet would launch into the service. Like they have a tier of games that I think fit the service that would benefit from being in the service more than selling. And then they have a, a higher threshold of games that they're going to sell them first. So I think there's room for all. Also, I think Consolidated makes it easier for them to sell PlayStation Now as well as PlayStation Plus. I think that having both of them together in one bundle that's affordable kind of helps. It- Oh, you already heard my my theory on this is I don't think I honestly just don't think there's that much demand for PlayStation now. So I think what they're doing is by including a lot of different things. Yeah, I think they're effectively just raising the price of PlayStation now. Exactly. Like they're not going to tell you they're doing it, but that's essentially what they're doing. Because what because I doubt that 
more people will suddenly start using PlayStation now. I really doubt that'll be the case. I, yeah. I, I don't think they will. But they'll all just start paying extra just to have it. Like, well, I've got it if I want it, but they won't yeah. actually use it. Here's Spartacus, and you get this for all for $99. Yeah, it's like, look at all these bullet points that you get if you give us an extra $20. And, and they'll just you, get that extra $20. You know? If you read it, it's like, oh, this is just PlayStation now with PlayStation Plus. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. It's smart. I mean, it's smart business. It's how you make money. Yeah. Okay. Um, hour 20 minutes, so let's be quick. Uh, New York Times buys Wordle for seven figures sum. So good for that guy who secured that back. The Dwayne Johnson video game movie is apparently Call of Duty. Makes a ton of sense. The show, 22, was announced. It has uh, Shohei Otani. Right? Do I remember yes. that correctly? Mm-hmm. Um, he's on the cover. It's coming out to Switch for the first time ever. I'd be excited to see that. And I think, surprisingly, it's coming to Game Pass again. I think some people are very surprised at that. So if you're over on Xbox, you're Game, Sus- Game Pass subscriber. Just like last year, you can play this year's The Show. Again, speaking of Game Pass, Contrast, which was a PlayStation great 4 great launch game. title. I don't think I don't think it's a great game, but I definitely I remember it. playing it. When it came out the PlayStation Plus that launched the PS4. Um, that's from Compulsion Games, who Xbox bought. They have ported and brought the game over to Xbox, and it's out now in Game Pass. If you've never played it, it's definitely cool. It does that foreground, background, be a shadow, light source platforming thing that we've seen a lot of games do, but back in 2014, it was kind of new. Yeah, right? whenever, whenever it launched, it was great. I'll never, um, there's no platinum trophy for it. Dreamscape, Dreamscaper, <laughs> Telling Lies, which is an FMV game, which is pretty good. Um, Besiege, Crossfire X is finally showing up. Edge of Eternity, Skull of the Hero Slayer, which I'm told is really good. The Last Kids on Earth and the Staff of Doom, which I have no idea what it is, but the I title played alone it. It's me. based off of a cartoon series. Is it good? It's no, no. Okay, <laughs> so the answer is no. The answer is like it, we all knew it, when you took a minute. Well, the <laughs> It's a top-down um, shooter, essentially. <laughs> Ark Survivor Edition and Infernax. All those games hit Game Pass before February 14th. And most notably, Control, Final Fantasy X-12, Code Vein, The Falconeer, and Donnie's one of my personal favorites from last year, The Medium, is leaving Game Pass at the end of the month. Play them before it's too late. No, don't tell me what to do. Yeah, Don't, do don't tell you what to do. Bye, Dying man. Light 2 reviews are in. Um, they're pretty spectacularly varied, actually. Like they're all over the place. We got folks giving it two stars, calling it mediocre, other folks calling it amazing and a great game. Like it's it's all over the damn place. Wasn't the original game kind of yes, like that too? Yes, yeah. it was. <laughs> so my takeaway, having read none of the reviews, is that if you like Dying Light the first time, you probably like it the second time because guess what? The first one had really middling reviews. Like I love the first one. I've loved this game for years. I was never even gonna look at reviews for this game. It's an open world zombie game, which makes me think that a lot of journalists probably just didn't want to play. (laughs) (laughs) Having heard them talk about making fun of open world zombie games for years, I'm just like, yeah, probably not going to review super well. But uh, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. I'm played on PC. I can't wait to play on Friday. And then the last news story before we get into some questions is Suicide Squad from Rocksteady has been quietly delayed until 2023. So hopefully the... Hopefully their other Batman game, oh, whatever, will come out. I saw an article about that. They said that game is not getting delayed. It's coming out this year. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they said. They said that game will have no more delays. That's what I read. We'll I forgot see. what I read it at. Does we'll it have see. a release date? Yeah. No. There you go. That's well, the correct Exactly. Answer. There's no release we'll date. See. So then we'll there see. technically would never be a delay if it comes out next year. There's no release date. 
All right, Dev, hit us with some questions. All right, it's question time. From John32, he says, How confident are you that the Steam Deck will deliver? Oh, yeah. I think early opinions were that it was solid, but I'm curious if that holds up once the masses start getting a hold of them. I don't understand what the masses has to do with... The masses are never getting hold of this. There will never be masses of Steam Deck owners. Like, just, we can answer that right away. The Steam Deck is a niche product, so it's not going to be sold in great numbers. So it's never going to be the Switch. There are not going to be 50 million Steam Decks out in the wild. I'd be surprised if there was 5 million Steam Decks out in the wild, to be honest with you. Um... I am confident that the Steam Deck will deliver, but I guess the answer, the correct answer to that question, and he asked me this question, so for for, for full uh, transparency, he asked me this question in Discord, because I have been posting Steam Deck stuff all week, because I'm yes, getting Jesus, really, Christ. really excited to get my hands on a Steam Deck. As more and more information starts to trickle out, the more excited I'm getting. But, as I said in the Discord, it all depends on what your expectations are for it to deliver. If you're expecting mm-hmm. it to be uh nintendo switch killer and it sells 100 million things and it gets you know exclusive game like that's not what this product is at all it's not that if you want a portable if you want a switch like device that can play games at a much higher quality than the switch can this is going to deliver it's almost guaranteed to like the internals of the machine run laps around the switch it's not really even close with some discrepancies the switch is a closed in system that gets games ported specifically for it the Steam Deck will not get that. They are developers that are making specific Steam Deck tweaks to their game to make the support better. But the Steam Deck, the point of the Steam Deck is that it's a PC. It's mm-hmm. a PC in a tablet with controllers attached to it. Like it doesn't need specific games ported because it can just power its way through it. It just has the internals to just push it. The beauty of the Steam Deck is that all of the specs are designed for it to output at 720p. So don't like the tech specs that you're looking at for what it takes to run a game at 1080 60 on a monitor or for like none of that applies to the Steam Deck because the target is 720. So based on the target of what the machine is and the internals that it has, I believe that we will have a majority of Steam games running at 720p 30, if not higher. And we've seen much higher. We've seen. Man, like Street Fighter looks great. If you guys saw the Death Stranding footage I posted on Steam, it looks amazing. Like just the idea that you could walk around with stuff like that in your hands. We've seen control running at 30, which may not sound like great. Control's an extremely intensive game. There are a lot of PCs that can't run control at 30. Like that's a pretty sweet deal, the fact that you can do that on the portable. So um, if you haven't seen me on Twitter or you don't pay attention to our Discord, I'm very excited. I can't wait to get a hold of one. Um so excited he's about to buy a PC. I might. I might. Like, this might be a whole new thing. I'm very, very excited. I have a big Steam library. I always have. I've been buying games on deals forever. I just buy games and never play them just because I like the idea that if I wanted to play them, I could. But the Steam Deck unlocks that potential. The Steam Deck literally is, oh, now I'll just play there. <laughs> I, like, it'll just, like, the just the idea <laughs> that I could have it portably would also retain the option of playing it on a PC and having the big experience if I want it, but having the option of the on the go experience, like it's, that's a perfect balance for me where you saw it this week, dying light, right? We just talked about the reviews are in what I was afraid of turned out to be true. I was afraid that there was no 4k 60 option. This game I've, I've been looking for the entire time. Digital foundry put out the thing. There is no 4k 60 option in this game. There's no dynamic scaling or anything. You either play it in 4k at 30 
or you play this at 1080p on console. Why would I play it on 1080p on console when I play it 1080p on my on my on my PC with better settings, with ray tracing turned on, with everything turned to high? I could just do that. And I hold the option of playing it on my Steam Deck in the future. If I play it on PC, I can play it on Steam Deck if I want to. So yeah, uh, I think for a lot of games for me, they'll fall in that in between where it's like maybe I go Steam. Maybe I go Steam now. Um just we to are have the flexibility. The birth of PC Master Race Donnie. Maybe. I'm looking. <laughs> I'm looking around. If anybody's got a hookup, let me know. I'm looking. So uh anyway, I've hogged the mic. Dev, what do you think about I have stopped paying any attention to the Steam Deck. You bastard. So I just I have I am not a portable guy. I have no sure. desire. I have a PC that'll run things the way I want them to until I get a new GPU. So I I think the Steam Deck will be great for the people who are really excited for it, um, for who are aware of what it is actually meant to do. I think it is going to deliver, and I think you are going to see a lot of people very excited with the Steam Deck, and I think you're going to see a lot more people with them than we initially expected because there are a lot of people who play PC and being able to have the ability to take something like that portably, I think they're going to love it because now all those indie games that you would get for the Switch portably, if you can exactly. have them on the Steam Deck and have them run so much better, yep. Steam Deck becomes a very, very viable option. So I think we're going to see more adoption of it than we expect because there's a lot some of, of the users. Some of the things that I've seen on the Reddit um that are more skeptical of the Steam Deck bring up Valve's past with their other products, controllers, the VR, you know, the other things. The only thing I'd like to point out for those is those products were closed systems that really needed support to take off. Mm-hmm. This isn't. This isn't a Steam box. It's not a Steam machine. Right. Those were PCs that other companies were building that Valve really didn't have any, any hand in. Those are just yeah, big picture Linux. box desktops. Ew. Right. This isn't that. They're just selling PCs. They just happen to be in the form factor of a handheld. Oh, John, one of the things he asked me, he was like, are you really going to put Game Pass on it? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a big reason why I'm buying this. 100% I'm going to put. If it doesn't work out of the box, well, we're installing Windows, and I'll just run it on Windows. Ubisoft Plus? Yeah, all that. Everything. Absolutely. Epic Game Store? Let's go. Mm -hmm. I'm holding out hope that if you guys haven't, uh, for the listeners, if you haven't been paying attention, like a bunch of games are being rated for Proton compatibility like this week. Mm-hmm. There's like 25 coming out each day. All the PlayStation stuff works. So I'm getting more and more excited that maybe I don't have to wipe it and put Windows on it. Like, And I do think if it gets, if, let's say it gets in the hands of two, three million people, then I actually think there's probably a good strong urge on Xbox's part to make sure their app works with it. Like yep. they might actually just do that just to have more people subscribe to Game Pass. I hope. Makes sense. Yeah. What do you guys think, Kyle? Delvin, what do you think about Steam Deck? Uh, Is it a Vita 2? Yeah, it is. (laughs) Oh, it is? Basically is, yeah. All those turn-based games you like, they're all on PC. Play Persona. Except without Persona 4 on the go. UI. Man. With a much better UI. Much better UI. Absolutely. You don't have proprietary cards. You stick a one terabyte in that bad boy. Well, I guess you sold me then. I guess I'm in. Dang it. I didn't realize it was a Vita 2. No one told me. The exciting yeah. part, honestly, is I was really skeptical of the controller layout. It looks weird, but everybody that goes hands-on, if you look at the YouTube and stuff, all the impressions are all, like, almost unanimously. Everybody's like, this plays great. So that that has me excited, too. Big thumbsticks, big triggers, big buttons, you know. It's, it's a gamer's handheld. And it's a beast, too. It's big. It's huge. 
Just but, get uh, a sticker, print out Vita 2, and put that over the Stream Deck logo. Yeah. And there you go. Probably there you go. <laughs> Vita's life. You, Delvin. It's the only console I can say, I guess, if you want to call it a console, that's actually yeah. got me into PC gaming. Like, I'm kind of, like, interested. Like, this looks cool. This, like, if you want to get me to play PC games, this is the way to do it. It looks simple to use. I'm an idiot, so I'm not going to do using teraflops <laughs> and all, get all this crap up. I can just pick, it up, pick this sucker up and just download some Steam games. Sounds like fun. Sounds awesome. The funny part about your comment is that it's turned into a gateway thing for me, as Dev knows. Because I'm planning on doing so much on my Steam Deck, it now has me wondering, I'm like, what if I upgrade my PC experience at home? I get a 4K monitor, get a 4K machine, and now I can have like the ultimate Steam Deck experience. I can do the cloud saves. I can play in beautiful 4K at my desk, and then I can take my Steam Deck with me and continue my gameplay on the go. I may never, I just might sell consoles. It's like full Grand, on put show. Gran Turismo on PC, PlayStation, and I'll just play it there. Like just put the stuff over there and I'll just do that over there. Like it's it's yeah, 100 percent I'm I'm actually adopting this future. Now, I don't even know if it's gonna work. <laughs> but it's like I want it to work so much that I'm willing to throw like my entire self behind it. I'm like, oh man, it just I can't be the only one of us that thinks that sounds ideal. Right, like I just think of like Madden twenty three. I'm playing right here at my desktop. It looks amazing, and then it's like, oh, I gotta go. Post down, Steam cloud deck. save, pick it up on the Steam Deck and keep going. It sounds, oh, that's worth putting a lot of money behind. That's worth spending all the money on. Isn't that just what the Switch does? No, it doesn't play Madden. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> play Madden. <laughs> Nobody wants the da 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 da. That's the issue with the, my issue with the Switch. Uh, a big part of my Steam Deck hype and excitement, if you guys didn't listen to me on Shaq for the last year, is for about a year or so, I've been looking at my Switch like, I want you to do so much more. Like, I was so behind, like, a Switch 2, you know, a Switch Pro. It's like, I just, I want a better Switch. I really do. And if you didn't believe me, just see me in my Steam Deck. <laughs> the reason I'm even is. interested is I want a better Switch. He's gone so far down the rabbit hole, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, boy. I can't wait to see the show on Switch. Oh, I cannot wait. I actually think it might be better. Like, it was when it, I was right there with you. When it first came out, I was like, oh, that can't be good. But then I was thinking, I was like, I remembered it. It all depends on who does the port, right? Doom Eternal is pretty good on Switch, actually. Um, but here's the thing NBA 2K is an admirable port on Switch. 2K is really good on Switch, it's a well, good portable version of. The, the ones now are the first one wasn't so much. Yeah, but like, but they got compared to it. other Switch ports. Yes, even the first one was good compared to other Switch ports. So it really depends on who's doing the work and how much investment is there. It could be really bad. I don't mean to give you like optimism that it won't be. It could be really bad. But if they actually really put in the effort, I think the show could make the transition okay. You, you know, it's not going to be. That's going to be interesting. I'm not going to try it. <laughs> I'm not gonna take the chance. This is one. This is one time I'm not gonna take that chance. I'm not gonna risk it. Nah. Yeah. This guy also, there is a bundle it in with something for him. He's gonna. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like with the Steam Deck, it would be perfect if you could buy a copy of a game and play it on Switch and your PlayStation or on Switch and your Xbox. But you can't. The Steam Deck lets you do that. I can buy one copy of the game and I can play it on my Steam Deck, my Switch, and I can play it on my console, my PC. So. Yep. 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 All right, next question from, from TPR. He says, bets on Ragnarok releasing this year. I've been talking too much, so I'll let somebody else start. No. 
That's my answer. <laughs> Just that not, is no. No, that it's not. No. <laughs> it's not releasing this year. Twenty early twenty twenty three is my guess. I'm sticking with that. Okay. I kind of I kind of feel the same way. I feel like it's gonna slip to next year. Kind I've of, always felt that that was gonna be the case. I, I will quote the the great Jim Blossoms. If you don't expect too much from me, you might not be let down. So go. no, no. It is not coming out this year. <laughs> I feel like we haven't seen nearly enough of this game at all to expect it like anytime soon. The only thing that gives me some pause is we do know it's been worked on for a while. And it's possible, let's just say that they have. We also know that PlayStation traditionally has kind of vacated that last holiday shopping window. But if, mm-hmm. let's say if, there are more delays like this Batman game and that window is a little open, maybe they try to make happen. You know, like it's possible. But uh, yeah. no, I've I've never expected it this year. Yeah, nah, Doc. I don't even know if I expect it spring of next year. I mean, I think that's the easiest path to take based off their history. But yeah. just we we haven't seen it at all. Think I mean, about that. Have. Like, We've think of how much we saw same. Uncharted and God of War and The Last of Us before the game come out. We haven't seen this game at all. Well, that's because we're not living in the time of E3 being the same thing over and over and over again. That's True. why we haven't seen anything. Only True, thing we saw. We've seen a lot of Horizon <laughs> Forbidden they sh- West. They showed fat recently. That's about it. Yeah. That's the only thing I remember them showing. They haven't showed next to nothing of it. Yeah. I so. mean, I think there's a chance it comes this year, but I, I think that will be determined more based off of what PlayStation's lineup is this fall. True. So, yeah. Fat Thor is awesome. I'm yeah. down for God of War. Yeah. Hope we get custom good. PlayStation plates. That'd be cool. If not, you can always make them. Yep. All right. Next question comes from Sean. He says, the older I get, the less likely I am to branch out beyond my favorite genres and developers. Yet, thanks to podcasts like y'all and Game Pass, Game Pass. I found some great new games off the beaten path. Have y'all ever found a new favorite genre thanks to a friend recommendations? Sean, just stop getting old. Simple as that. Stop getting old. Stop aging. And you'll be fine. I think you each one of you guys have well, not Kyle, because I but each one of you guys have recommended some games I've at least tried. So and genres I've tried and things like that. So I always listen to podcasts and find out the new hype things to try to play and check out. Yeah. What about you, Danny? A lot of games, sure. Genres is where this question gets really weird for me. I don't think somebody's been like there's this whole new genre of game that you haven't played. Like you should try it. That's that'd be a new one, I think. But um, has there been any really different genres to come out in the past twenty years? That's what I was like. That's yeah. honestly what I was trying to think. I was like, is there something new than these like, weird ass card games? I feel like and I ain't trying that. Thing. No thanks. <laughs> yeah, card games, and I mean, there's always been rogue lights or right, yeah, exactly. Like Metroidvania. So it's like you have this weird cross. To me, the question makes more sense is like with franchises. I've had people been like, hey, don't sleep on this. I think you might really like it. And sometimes they're right. And I have really liked some stuff. Sometimes they're not, you know, like that's happened for sure. I always, I always bring it up. Um, Kevin got me into Far Cry. It's one of my favorite franchises now. And he got me into it. Um, I always listen to what Kyle's playing on the indie space because I'm always, I think Kyle and I have a lot of overlap when it comes to indie games. So there are always things that I kind of put my ear t- to the ground for and are listening. The one example I have of this, and this is going to sound ridiculous, back in the day, 
uh, when I was playing, I had my regular group of friends that I played Halo 3 with. Uh, one of them was like, hey, have you heard of this Call of Duty Modern Warfare? Yeah. Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. He's like, we, apparently it's pretty good. We should check it Amazing. out. And then I never played another Halo until like Halo Infinite. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no. <laughs> Thanks for that input. Yeah, I live in a box. I, I know what I like, and they're typically like Donnie's always recommended stuff, and I'm like, I don't want to play that. I'm not playing any of that. No. Yeah, like no, thank you. And also, like a lot of it's because I just don't have time. So like, I know what I want to play, and I'm going to dedicate my time to that. It's really hard to get me to go outside and try something because well, well, Dev recommended me I'm that I play playing. Destiny, and I tried. Yeah, he recommends Destiny to everybody. Just there, no, I don't. In the no, streets, on the side. Hey, you want to play Destiny? Just nah, gives out man. copies. Just gives out copies to the orphan kid. Not at all. Not at all. You want to be a I space prison think... kid? Here you go. Dev the Destiny <laughs> Santa. Like every year, Christmas Eve, grabs a sack full of Destiny 2 copies. <laughs> and starts flinging them at people. Gives it to his wife again. You've given me this six years in a row. Stocking stuff with them. I ain't giving him nothing. They play all games. I'm like with you, Devin. I'm playing by myself, Devin. I'm the same. Nah, y'all ain't playing with me. Get out of here. All right. Last question, and this one has is is been asked by a couple of people, and it's about um, the Life is Strange remaster. So oh, we yeah. have from Haley and Kyle. They're both asking, like after seeing. The Life is Strange Remastered Collection being under a lot of fire for many issues. Is it even worth buying at all? Would I be better off buying before the storm itself on PlayStation? And then Haley just wants to know how upset are you over this remaster? Yes, uh, it's pretty egregious. If you guys haven't seen, there's lots of technical issues, lots of glitches, bad um, character models. Apparently all the subtitles after Chapter 1 are in HTML. Like nobody has actually hidden the programming language, so you'll see tags what? and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've Yikes. seen players that are locked; they can't make decisions, they can't open doors, they're not getting choices. It's real bad. And I would like to say, because um, I've been kind of bringing this up, I would say like gingerly in the Discord leading up to this, the remasters aren't that great. <laughs> like, there's not a whole lot that even looks remastered. It looks very much like the same experience. Like they've changed like some of the lighting and some of the contrast, the only real improvement is like the lip syncing, which I mean, if you really care that much, like maybe you find some value. And I don't know if it's worth rebuying all of the games at full price for like when it comes to what a remasters are in today's market, like these are really, really out there on a limb calling it a remaster. And with all the technical glitches and everything that they've got, it's definitely not worth playing. Just play the originals like the originals and in some ways based on the art style that they've shown, even when it's not glitchy in some ways, the old art style I would prefer. I think it looks better. It looks more like a comic. It looks more like the style. Um, so it's, it's pretty egregious and it's, and it's upsetting as somebody who really loves these games before the storm. Kyle's my favorite one in the entire series. I absolutely love that one. The reason why I've got the, the the models here over my shoulder and everything is because of Before the Storm, and I would hate for anybody to play them and experience so many issues that it would stain their impressions on on what I was one of my favorite franchises in video games. Like uh, I don't know why this exists, honestly. I don't know why this is a thing. It feels like a cash grab. I don't say that lightly. That is not a word that I bring up often. Um, compared to maybe some others like i very rarely say that but like this feels like it 
It's like, why you remastered something that didn't need to be remastered. You didn't do a whole lot of remastering and you did a really bad job at it. Wasn't it delayed at that? Like you sold all of this Mm -hmm. for full, like extra price. Like, I mean, I, and I realized that you get it if you bought the collectors, the, the expanded edition of true colors, but it's like, that's real bad. That's real bad. And I hope they fix it soon. I know that they said that they've got a 60 FPS patch coming. They did the same thing with True Colors. They released the 60 FPS patch like a month after the game came out. It's just like, hold it off. Like, games shouldn't release like this. We talked about it with Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto is a damn game that prints money. It's one of the best video games in the history of video games. Those games deserve better than that. And Life is Strange deserves better than this. They've done, like, they've done better than this in the past. Like, the originals are better than this. So I don't understand. Um, this honestly, even with all that they've done, I would argue it'd be my belief that this shouldn't even have been a release. I think they should have made these improvements to the game and released them as next gen version free patch for everybody to play them again. The fact that they're even charging for these, I feel like is a step too far because I just don't think the work is there. Then you add on top of it that the work that they've done has messed it up this much. And it like really makes me believe that it's like this, this should have just we see other people patching games that do more for free <laughs> often and not just on Xbox. We see this on places. There are other games of places you get free next gen patches. Not everybody charges for next gen patches and those patches do more for their games than these are doing for these re-releases and they're charging for these. And that's just, that's a shame. I, I'm, I hope they don't need it. I hope that's not why. Um, I hope that they're, you know, they're not in any trouble or anything like that. Cause I, I love to support them, but, this ain't the way. Yeah. I think I saw a trailer or something like that when they was talking about it. And I looked at it like, that looks like the version I originally played. So why would I pay more money for the version I already own? And I, that made me say no. And then when, I, then when I heard it got delayed, I'm like, oh, even more so. I feel like I made the right decision. And unfortunately, I, I was right. And sucks the, and right. The Switch copy is still delayed. So like that was honestly the only real reason I could see re-releasing is for Switch. Because they've never had it. So it's like, that's a brand new release. But now they're delayed. And after you see the, ver- like the st- you see the status that these games are released now. And it just makes you fear for what the Switch copy will be like. Yeah. Like, oh, boy. Oh, these rough. are games that ran on mobile. You could play, you know, Life is Strange on mobile. Like, there's no reason for this. That's why I'm like, why? Why is, I would like to know, I would love like an insider look at what's happening. Are they having staffing issues? Are they in trouble? Are they under a huge amount of crunch? I can't imagine that the remaster was under that amount of crunch. Like, do they have a bad port team that we're doing it or something? Is it a project for new folks? Like, I would love to understand more as to how this happens because I feel like this doesn't happen with a lot of games. It's a shame because Before the Storm is a great game. I like the first one. I I love Before the Storm, but it just sucks. Same. This happened. This really yeah, because this isn't like just like online service game is broken, which we get really accustomed to. These are games that are done. They've been out. They've been out for years. Yeah, these games are done, and they're so beloved. To, to re-release them in a worse state is truly yeah. a feat. Yeah, like how often is that a game out? and breaks it? What kind of yeah? Because even with that? the GTA ones, even with all the bugs, and there were many. What did Devin I still say? It's still good though. Still, yeah, like yeah. it's still <laughs> widescreen. It's 4K. There were still like a lot of benefits. These don't seem to even have benefits. Like there's nobody like this part is better than before. I have yet to see that opinion almost anywhere I've looked. The Reddit is on 
fire. Like if you go to the Reddit Life is Strange, you just see through the screenshots and clips and people like they're trying to get refunds. They can't get refunds. They're either no subtitles or they're in code or they're in the wrong language. Like it's just is a mess. That's insane. I think when you uh, release a game as it being remastered and instead you release what is legitimately the worst way to play the game, you probably made a mistake somewhere. Yeah. They do huge mistake. They, they made they released a D master, <laughs> but on Jeez. the bright side, if you're playing it on Stadia, you got it included in Stadia Pro this month. They were just oh my God. there, so nine ninety nine. You just keep taking these jabs at Stadia. Hey, a- that's a legit benefit of the service, is it? You can play these broken Life is Strange games this month. No. Oh my God, made worse by streaming. Okay. On that note, <laughs> we are going to get out of here. But before we do, Kyle, for those of the, those listeners who aren't familiar with board with video games, let the people know where they can find you. Yes, you can find my me at uh, in all the social medias at Psychocross C Y C O C R O S S. But if you want to follow Board with Video Games and listen to a podcast about board games and video games, uh, you can find us at Board with VG. That's B O A R D uh, on all the social medias and podcast feeds. There it is. And feel free to follow us at PSVG on Twitter. Stop by our YouTube and give us a sub and all of that good stuff. And um, are we done here, gentlemen? We're out. All right. We're out. Play some video games. <laughs>